the Voice for Iowa EMS podcast. I'm your host, Andy Nye. I'm on my first day of my road trip here, uh, and we're here with Carl from Mason City Fire. How you doing, Carl? Real good. Good, good. Hey, uh, so obviously with these uh, podcasts, we're trying to get to know our board members better. So, so Carl, introduce yourself and give us a little background uh, of, of yourself here. Well, my name is Carl Genap. I've been uh, here at Mason City Fire for approximately 27 years. I, uh, I started as a firefighter first responder and then shortly after that became EMT then shortly after that became paramedic just like uh, you hear the story from most people in the in the fire service. So you're, you're obviously up here in Mason City which represents the north central region uh, so obviously with your affiliation has, has it only been with Mason City Fire your entire career? Yes uh, it's just been here except I do volunteer in a, a local community too. I live just outside of town and I volunteer with Plymouth Fire EMS Plymouth fire. also. So you're much like a lot of the other board members that do this for a career and then we volunteer in some aspect as well. We can't get enough of it at work. We have to go do more. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So beyond that, uh, beyond the, the career in EMS, what what's some hobbies of yours? What do you like to do on your off time? Oh, I like the outdoors activities. Um, fishing is probably my uh, mental health time. <laughs> yes. You know, the time to unwind and just kind of be one on the water and relax. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my most enjoyable things besides spending time with my uh, three beautiful daughters and my beautiful wife. So. No, that's good. Family time and uh, kind of in Iowa, you have the hunting and fishing is kind of the, the main thing, right? So are you, uh, are you a big fan of sports at all? Oh, I mean, I like sports, but I, I don't follow it very, uh, very yeah. closely. Yeah. So if you had to pick a team, do you have a favorite team out there, whether it's collegiate sports or pro- professional sports or anything oh, like that? Oh, football. I, I was born and raised a Vikings fan, so I can't deny that yeah. i'm always going to have to be a vikings fan but yeah. i have cousins in texas that took me to a rangers game just uh, a couple of weeks ago and that great was great amazing, amazing experience at yeah. the new new stadium it was beautiful it was uh it was a very nice experience. Kind of right down there by, they call it Jerry World with uh, the Cowboys down yeah. there. So it's a great location down there. Yes, it's a lot it of fun. Is. Awesome. That's awesome. So, so I have to ask this because every every board member, I'm going to have to say, are you a Cyclones person or are you a Hawkeye person? House divided. House I divided. Have, uh, <laughs> uh, one daughter graduated from Iowa State and two that graduated from University of Iowa. So that would, so yeah, house divided. It's, it's, uh, you can't choose, right? Right. Perfect. Well, that's a good way. That's a good way to keep it. I'm going to have to add another tally score because uh, I'm like, okay, so is this the Cyclone State or is this the Hawkeye State? Well, we'll have to add another one to see where we get on that. Yeah, so. We have pendants on our wall at home, <laughs> and we have every school that any of us have ever went to hanging. Switching gears to food. What's your favorite food? It's got to be Mexican food. I mean, yeah. who doesn't like Mexican oh, yeah. food? 
I hear I you. Can, I can eat Torreados all day. Yes, it's yes, great. good authentic Mexican, right? Yes, no, definitely. that's good. Driving through Mason City, there's a lot of options for Mexican food here. That's I didn't pretty realize. much our option, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> why I'm, I, yeah. I like it, I think. No, that's really cool. I, I'm, I'm, you know, in Dubuque, there's not as much Mexican restaurants. So just driving down here, it's like, wow, there's quite a bit of options. Favorite TV show, movie, uh, anything with entertainment on TV? Oh, I've been... Uh, every winter, it seems like I watch a series like uh, Peaky Blinders. Mm -hmm. uh, that was excellent. Right now, I'm halfway through Breaking Bad. I know I'm behind oh, yeah. the times. That yeah. was one of the first ones. Yeah. One of the first popular Netflix uh, series. But I'm enjoying it. And I do that every now and then. Every winter, my wife and I usually watch at least one. No, that's a good thing to do because, of course, in Iowa, we have the demanding winners, right, that wants to just keep us indoors. So, yeah, Breaking Bad, too. I've, I've watched that a couple times myself. It's a great, great keeps you hooked on the anti-hero. All right, we'll move on to our next set of questions, which are more IEMSA-oriented questions. So, so Carl, what, what sparked your interest to get involved and serve as a board member on IEMSA? Well, in fall of 2018, I was promoted to uh, EMS chief, deputy chief of EMS here at May City Fire. And uh, what is the next step, the next thing I can do to actually make a difference? I know it sounds cliche, but, you know, honestly, in this, in this profession, mm -hmm. we do make a difference. Mm -hmm. And we want to make a difference. That's the kind of people that are drawn to this job. So I looked into that. I put my name in the hat. Next thing you know, I got a phone call saying uh, you're on the board. <laughs> that's so, as easy as that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anybody interested, it's as easy as that. And, Just and know you don't somebody. have to be an EMS chief. You can, no? make, you can make a difference at any level with any EMS certification representing any part of the state and uh, just being willing to step up, do a little work, have mm -hmm. some fun and and put together some good programs. Kind of why we do it. We uh, we always have a sense of purpose and we want to do something bigger than us usually, right? That's what draws people into this profession. All right, committees. What committees are you involved with, Carl? Well, I was uh, involved with the GMT committee at the beginning of my three, year or three years I've been on the board. And that's kind of wrapped up a little bit where it, there's still questions, but it's not like it was when it was first, uh, it first started. So I've been on the, the at the IAMSA conference in November, the actual- uh, Exhibit hall? Yeah. Exhibit hall. I've been trying to uh, just keep an open mind and, and see if there's anything else we can do to get people down there to see our vendors, to spend a little more time, maybe some education in the vendor hall. Just just make it fun, you know. Just uh, just a new set of eyes to look at it, and uh, it's it's been it's been very fun. There's so many good people on the board. It's any time that you can get together with a group of people that are like-minded, all passionate about EMS anything can happen. So it's just been a lot of fun. That's good. And I know with our annual conference, you know, we always, we offer the education if you want for your research hours, but it's so much more than that. It's really a, a networking experience. You can find maybe your future mentor there if you want to climb, climb the ladder at a fire service or anything. So it's a great place to meet people, especially in an informal space in that vendor hall. You know? Definitely. I guess uh, while you've been serving on the IAMSA board, what's been your favorite part or favorite memory that you have? Uh, it's it's really like you kind of hit nail on the head there with uh, the networking, the, the people that you meet, people that I would have never met if I wasn't on this board and mm -hmm. active in it because, like I said, we're all like-minded people, passionate about EMS, and it's just the quality individuals that you meet and end up becoming friends with, yeah. and um, you always have somebody to either cry on their shoulder, which we all need somebody like that in this mm -hmm. profession, and at the same time, somebody to kick ideas around with. And, and uh, there's, a, there's a very unique set of problems and issues that come with managing an EMS service or even working in an EMS service, and there's always somebody there that's been there and done that. Yeah. So there's a lot of experience and, uh, and, and uh, expertise that, that is just sitting there waiting for mm -hmm. you. So my favorite 
favorite part is is the networking for those reasons. Yeah, yeah I, I have to say that's one of one of my favorite parts too. It's IEMSA kind of acts as the glue that kind of brings people together, and you can actually grow and learn something by other people, like you said, like minded, do the same thing, and maybe do something a little bit different that would help you. You know, so Definitely. it's absolutely networking is one of the best things we can do with with our board. So, uh, last question for IEMSA related: uh, Who's been your favorite speaker at the annual conference? You know, all the different speakers that come. You, you don't get to speak at IAMSA for your first rodeo. Right. You have to be vetted. You have to have experience, and you have to have recommendations. So the quality of speakers is always top notch. But at the same time, there always seems to be one that stands out. There always seems to be that one that draws everybody to their mm-hmm. uh, to to their presentation. But as far as an individual to pick one out, it'd be too hard. It'd yeah, too no, hard. I get that. It's, it's, it's just a very quality, well put together uh, group of speakers. Definitely. Yeah, the board definitely they, they're the committee vets through them pretty well. well and, and that's part of you know I'm new to it mm-hmm. and uh, learning from all the experienced members on the board on how to vet speakers, and they take that very serious. If you are allowed let alone ask to, to present at IAMSA, you're doing something right. Well, I appreciate that answer. That's a really good one there. All right, we'll move on to our more general EMS-oriented questions uh, with Carl here. So, uh, Carl, what motivated you to become an EMS provider? Well, in the, in the early 90s, I got a, out of college and started a job in a, in a factory as a, as a draftsman. And it, it was a good, very good company. It was Sookup Manufacturing. Excellent company, excellent uh, group of people, but it was, working at Sookup Manufacturing is a great place, great great uh, management, it was just a great place to work, but as a draftsman I enjoyed it, but there was just something missing. I didn't know what it was, it was just something that wasn't being fulfilled. So kind of uh, on a whim, one of my friends who is a police officer here in town, and his dad was a fire captain at May City Fire Department, let me know that uh, you know a bunch of a bunch of the firefighters are going to be retiring, and there's going to be a bunch of openings they're going to test here uh, end of the month. And uh, I brought you an application, <laughs> <laughs> so I filled it out, and he took it back and went and turned it into City Hall, and I tested. I got on the list, and who knew I got hired? And uh, it, it was exciting. It was exciting to start a new career. You know, in emergency services, it's all this excitement and yeah. adrenaline and all these different things that I knew nothing about the fire service. I knew nothing about EMS. I was starting completely full. You know, I didn't have an idea what I was getting myself in, but I was excited about it. Wow. That's so, how it got started, huh? Yeah. And it was the best decision I ever made. It, but working at the past job was great and, I, mm-hmm. and it would have been just fine. Just but looking for just, something more, right? purpose and this is something more be in this in this job fire service and ems both absolutely so i guess playing on a little bit of top of that what's what's been your favorite part about being an ems provider yourself um i know it sounds cliche mm-hmm. you do have the ability to make a difference in people's lives not just the big saves you know everybody thinks of the the you defibrillate somebody they wake up they give you a hug and everybody's happy it's not quite how it works but we, <laughs> we know that but that can happen yeah i mean there are mm-hmm. people that i that has happened to me that mm-hmm. i still see around the community and it just makes me smile they have no idea who i am but i see them and it just makes me warm inside it is making a difference yes. in people's lives and, and we have that opportunity to do every day it's not the big save like that but people need to realize that in EMS, in a busy service especially, you have so many interactions with patients or people in the community every day. Mm-hmm. And each one of those interactions is usually in a bad situation for somebody. And how you carry yourself and how you present yourself and how you handle that situation makes all the difference 
in that person's life. And so you have the ability to affect people and actually make a difference multiple times a day, whether you realize it or not. And as soon as you realize that and take advantage of that, mm -hmm. it's when you know you got that. And I can give an example of when my father passed away a few, three years ago. Uh, my mother was pretty upset. He was on his last ride to go to hospice to, to, to pass away. Yeah. And uh, the paramedics from a city fire and they're not just doing this because i was there this is what they do every day they took the time to really make my dad comfortable even though he was unresponsive mm -hmm. and it wasn't going to make any difference if you laid him on a slab of plywood and took him out to the ambulance it wouldn't have made a difference at all but the paramedics took their time to make sure they made him comfortable and took every and, and took care of every little detail like i said it didn't make a difference to my dad because it was already too late yeah. but my mom saw that and it made my mom relax it made her at ease that she knew he was going to be taken care of so something is as simple as just going to pick somebody up and take them in for hospice care for the last six hours of their life seems very routine and mundane but in reality that was an opportunity that if you carry yourself right and do your job properly with with empathy compassion and everything else that we're taught in this job or that you have to have to even be drawn to this career that the difference it made with my, in my mother and relaxing her that just shows that you have that opportunity mm -hmm. and and you can make a difference on any call absolutely yeah sometimes the the routine discharges people really get uh they get too comfortable with and it's just you know it's another call for them but when, when you take it 15 17 20 of the day of your absolutely. shift you're getting tired you're getting a little mm -hmm. crabby you're hungry yep. yeah you're holding your your bladder because you mm -hmm. haven't had time to do anything yep. and you have this opportunity you have to take it because yes. this is the worst day mm -hmm. in somebody's life and it's up to you and what they remember honestly that's some of my favorite calls as well it's not just so much the difference you're making for just the patient it's the family around them that see the acts of service that you're doing who's really your patient at that point the family family yep, without a doubt yeah I, I agree those are those are some of my favorite calls as well so it's just you have a you have a, a, a direct impact on more than just one person it's a multiple people so definitely I agree that's awesome Carl uh, I guess going on from your favorite part what's what's your least favorite part about the career I know in, in my podcast I talk about the 24 7 can't shut it off sometimes that works with people sometimes it doesn't so is there like a least favorite part about being an EMS provider for you well, I'm winding down in the twilight of my career here, and um, not my EMS career in general, but, but uh, I can't do what I used to. It, it's really nice to see the next generation come in and excel, but at the same time, I want to still do that. <laughs> yeah, so I want to be able to jump up and go help people. And I've had multiple back injuries over the years, and yeah. it just is something you just, you can't do it forever. It, it's hard on your body, it's hard on your mind, and we have to take care of both. Yeah, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. So I guess uh, moving on towards the end of our EMS-oriented questions, uh, if you had one concern about the EMS industry as a whole, uh, what what would that kind of concern be for you? And if you have you thought of, thought of a solution for it? Well, the EMS industry, I would actually take it a little bigger into the healthcare industry. We are, especially in the last three years, we've been not just trying to, but we've been forced to do more with less. And at the same time, that in very stressful situations that we, we find ourselves in on a daily basis, when you're forced to do more with less, take care of more patients, less sleep, less equipment, lack of life-saving drugs because of supply chain issues, all of these things that are stressors, it's, um, it's been very frustrating and um, it causes a lot of burnout. It does. Yeah. You see people that, that were the ones that made that difference. They had that attitude. They were the right person for this job mm -hmm. and they knew how to make a difference on make the little things matter. They made the little things matter in every call, and all of a sudden they're not. It's it's that it's what has happened in the last three years. Yeah. Do more with less all the way around. 
and it makes you feel like it's harder to make a difference when in reality it's not. It's harder to make that save when you don't have all the equipment or all the supplies, but at the same time you still can make the difference, but it's hard to remember that. And it's just hard to, it, it's easy to get lost in the mess. No, I agree. That's a, that's a good point, Carl. So last question then, if a new EMS provider is talking to you and you have one last thing to say to them, what would that be as far as to either inspire them or motivate them? Well, my speech about uh, what you can do to actually make a difference definitely would be the number one thing. But at the same time, hold your head high, take care of yourself, take care of your family, and things will work out. Perfect. Well, Carl, I appreciate you sitting down and talking to me. I can't wait to get this podcast out to everybody here. So again, thanks for having me and giving me a tour. And I really enjoyed my time up here in Mason City. It was a pleasure. What if the night sky was missing the shooting stars to use wishing on you and all of my sorrows I just washed them down it's the only peace